Dead in Hip Hop podcast album review. Camera on Purple Haze 2. Look, guys, if you want to support Dead in Hip Hop, make sure you subscribe to the Dead in Hip Hop podcast feed. All right. We will be dropping album reviews, mixtape reviews, EP reviews on the Dead End Podcast Network, mainly because you guys want more content. It's a lot of time and energy to make it into a video format, and it's less time and energy to do it in an audible format. So we want to be able to give you guys more of what you want, and this is the way that we can give even more to you. So just make sure you subscribe and you support your boys, um, and we're going to just keep doing more. And in the future, we will have some type of polling system where you guys can actually vote on which albums that you want us to review in this format. And this is a little bit outside of the lines. We aren't we aren't just trying to do what just came out recently, the hottest thing or our favorites or this, that, and the third. What it what this allows us to do is pretty much go back in time. We're not going to review every freak, every um, project that comes out in hip hop, but this will allow us to go back and touch on some of the projects that we may not be able to do on the YouTube channel. So if you guys like this, make sure you blow us up, follow us on social media, hit the comments um, on IG, make sure you at mention us on Twitter, Dead in Hip Hop. You can hit me up individually, FIFO 24-7, KB Inge, uh, Mike C-Town. Blow us up. Let us know. Do you like it? Um, also, you know, tell us which albums or projects you want us to review in this format. So support your boys. Um, back to the review, Cameron Purple Haze 2. Um, man, so another Harlem artist, Ken. Yep. Uh, Cameron Giles. Uh, his government name uh, has been around the block for a little while. You know, uh, Cameron was actually another basketball player. Seems like all these Harlem cats mm -hmm. are basketball players. Uh, came up with Mace, you know, around that Diddy era. But Cameron kind of went his own way. And I don't remember the actual year when the original Purple Haze came out. But I could tell you that that was definitely one of my favorite Cameron albums. Um, and I used to bump that when this came out. I went, go, I went to go back to listen to that one. It came out in two thousand and four. Two thousand and four. Killer Cam. Killer Cam. Yo, and that's one of the best tracks that Cam's ever made. Killer Cam, Cam. <laughs> but yeah, so fifteen years later, Cameron comes out with Purple Haze two, and, and and the main thing that I like about this, right? Because oftentimes when people do a sequel. It doesn't feel like the original project. Mm -hmm. This one kind of did for a couple yeah. of reasons, right? Like, obviously, Heatmakers being involved. Love the fact that he was able to get the Heatmakers back involved. The production on this, obviously, very sample heavy. Mm -hmm. And it's Cam. You know, I, I think Cameron is one of those polarizing hip-hop artists you either like the way he raps or you don't like the way he raps. I don't I don't feel like there's a lot of in between with Cameron. But I I'll, I'll tell you this, the first thing I noticed about Cameron on this album, he sound old, man. He 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 especially when I went back and listened to the original. And 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 that's no shot, that's no disrespect. We all get older. I shit, when I go back and I watch old dead and hip hop, I don't sound how I sound now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's one of those things. And you know, there's another New York rapper that that we've kind of made that mm -hmm. same thing. Uh, Ghostface Killer. You know he he. You know mm, these cats yeah, his are. Voice has changed. Yeah, you know your voice changes. You just get older, and Cam just sounds like that. But you know what, man? Cam is still talking that shit. 
Cam is he still does. talking that shit. And I love I love that line. And y'all already know, man, this is people talking. I, I don't remember lines like Mike C-Town. I don't remember names of projects and this, that, and the third. I'm just being me. Um, but that line he had about his ex, Juju, where he was like, oh, now you fucking with Safari. I had to whatever, mm. whatever. You know, like, like Cam, Cam has always been a funny rapper. He has, yeah. He's always had a sense of humor, and he has not lost that, even though he's gotten older. You know what I'm saying? So overall, um, again, I think that even though this was shorter, 15, 16 yeah. songs. 53 minutes 53 total. 53 minutes total. It did feel a little long. I'm not even going to front. I'm not, I'm, I, can't, I, can't even, I can't even lie about that. Um, only one tr- or two features, or yeah, two, three features. Mimi, uh, or no, I'll take that back, four features. Uh, Disco Black, Mimi, Max B, and Wale. Um, that was interesting to me. Um, because it, it, if you go back and remember all of the Dipset, you know, that whole Dipset era, they always have features. Mm-hmm. Or they were featuring, like, amongst themselves. Obviously, I know Joel's is locked up. But, like, you know, the Freaky Zeekies of the world and all of the other Dipset guys. I, you know, it was, it was kind of interesting not having them, um, you know, kind of throughout the project. Yeah, I I didn't really notice that. I think maybe because Max B is on two tracks, and then Mimi, of course, mm-hmm. I think she's a singer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now that you mention it, yeah, uh, it was Cam, you know, doing the doing the bulk of the heavy lifting. But I I gotta go back to what you said because that's one of the uh, the notes that I wrote down is that it feels old. Yeah, <laughs> Purple Haze too feels old. Yeah, man. and it feels like it's just ten plus years too late. Yeah. And it's hard to recapture that magic when his style, his crew, when they just for a moment like had hip hop to themselves, mm-hmm. um, that little pocket. And for him to come out years later to put out a Purple Haze too, like it's almost like detox. Like you want to hear it, but then would it live up to the expectations for people that had any? And, you know, I think just overall it just – it felt lackluster as an album. It, it did. It, it did, and and I, I did like the intro track, "Toast to Me." Mm-hmm. I thought that felt very like throwback, mm-hmm. Cameron. You know that that weird uh, that flow that he has, where he kind of yep. kind of talks mm-hmm. uh, to you. Mm-hmm. Um, that felt. I mean, obviously that's his rap style, so it was very signature. And I'm like, okay, we 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 doing all right here. And um and then as it as it went on, like I wrote down, I was like the style just feel feels dated, and it was like what it was it felt like something was missing, and I don't know maybe it's because I'm old and maybe because I remember 2004 and the first Purple mm-hmm. Haze, and obviously the sound has changed a lot over it the has. years, and our ears have changed a lot over the years too, and you know I think it was a wise decision to go back and get. Heat, maz- heat makers because you want to capture that same feeling and you feel comfortable there. But at the same time, you know, this album feels like it could have came out two years after Purple Age. It does. And that's it a does. problem to me. That is, that is a problem. And, you know, and, and I think I think it's a bigger problem when somebody in your camp like Jim Jones comes out with um, that. And it was in my top five. I can't even remember. Y'all already, y'all know I'm horrible. Y'all know I'm horrible. So I apologize. But um, you know, Jim Jones could come out with a project the way he did in 2019 and it sound like it belongs. 
You know what I'm saying? And then Cam comes back with Purple Haze 2. El Capo? El Capo. Yeah. Um, and Cam comes back with Purple Haze 2, and it feels dated. You know, so it, it's 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 very interesting. It's very interesting because he did definitely try to capture that magic, and it just it just wasn't there. It wasn't there. And I don't think that it's – I think it has a lot to do with him sounding older personally because I don't think features could have helped it because Wale, Wale's feature sounded good. I liked Wale on it, but it, did, did but it didn't make it feel more modern either. You know what I'm saying? And Wale is it, Wale is one of these underrated guys that he gets a lot of radio play. He gets a lot of spins, and people really underrate him. And even though, again, he sounds good here, it it just it it didn't help it out. You know, so it, it's kind of like, did he really need to go get heat makers? Did he really need to try to go restore that nostalgic feeling of the first one? Because like, did he do it justice? I don't know. I think that's an interesting point about Wale, and I'll, I, I'm looking back at the track list, or I was looking back at the track list, and maybe he needed some of the newer cats. Maybe that maybe was he the, needed a Dave East. Maybe yeah, that would have been a, a good get if he got him, um, because we just got Matt B and Wale, and then the singer, and then the closing track is him linking up with Jim Jones and and crew. I don't know who Disco Black is. Me neither. But I didn't rock with that track. And if he's one of the newer cats, nobody knows him. So he would have had to come on there and just absolutely kill it and stand out. And I don't feel like he he did that because that's not something that, you know, I wrote down. So I think for him to make this work, at least to the point where I would like it, because um, I don't know what the fans like. I think the fans may be happy with it. Um, I think he needed to update it a little bit. Maybe work with Davies is a good one. Um, and some other New York or Harlem cats that are Joey out Joey Badass. Joey Badass. Get some of them guys, man. And, you know, bring it to the future just a little bit. Yeah, modernize it. Modernize yeah. it. Don't, like, like, definitely, I, I, again, I, I give Jim, uh, Jim Jones, I give Cameron praise for trying to recreate it. But, yes, it, it did need a little bit of modernization. And, 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 and I'm not saying, like, go get Gunna. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't, yeah. don't get the yeah. 21 Savages yeah. of the world. Get people that are in that wheelhouse. You know don't what I'm saying? Don't force it. Exactly. Don't yeah. force it. Don't force it. But so, so, so was this an enjoyable listen? Um... It's one that I follow away where I heard it. I think it started out that way. Like, oh, yeah, I remember this, Cam. And then it got to the point where, you know, it felt like I was back back in that time. And um, I think it was an okay listen. Mm-hmm. But as as the album went on and I got towards the end, I just felt like something was missing. And it's not one that I would go back to. It's one that if I'm in a conversation with somebody, we're like, yeah, I heard that album, man. While it's not a bad album, I don't think it's a good album. Yeah. You know, I think it's somewhere in the middle. And if somebody told me it was bad, you know, I'd be like, all right, I could understand why. But if somebody told me it was good, I would probably question it. Yep. I'm 100% with you. And if they told me it was good, I'd be like, name me another good album. Because I need, because if this is nostalgia for nostalgia reasons, okay, I get you. But yeah, and I, would, I, I need I would, to understand your reasoning and logic for yep. pl- placing this as a good album. Yep. If somebody said, yeah, for nostalgia purposes, for reasonings, I would like, okay, I'll give you a pardon for that one because I understand it. That's yeah. an emotional thing. Yeah. Like you're, that's that's what's making you classify that way. But there were 
like some some tracks I did get enjoyment out of. Like again, I like the intro track. I felt like it was a good intro to start the album off. Um, how he would have been able to maintain that throughout the album, that 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 feel, that pacing, I don't know. Um, I thought KOP was good. I did like that. Um, I did enjoy the song with Wale. I don't know. And the first time I listened to it, I think it was at that point where it sort of became background music because I listened to it on my, my commute. So sometimes that's when I could just put an album on and just listen to it because uh, I got plenty of time with it, like an hour and a half. So, uh, but when I went back and re-listened to it, I was like, oh yeah, I like this track. Very kind of smooth, laid back. Well, smooth and I think up-tempo, so it has a little soft feel to it, but it felt like something that Cameron would do. And um, so I rock with that. Uh, I got down here, I did like Riding the Wave, but the one I did like though mm-hmm. was Keep Rising. And that was that came right after This Is My City, and Cameron was like, yo, I normally don't do this, but something about the remix. And um, and to be honest, like I like the sample. Yeah. Like I noticed the sample and I was like, oh man, that was cool. And I think Matt Speed was good on that um, as, as well. So I, and I, I think Matt Speed was okay, but I definitely liked him on, on that. I think Matt Speed was okay on This Is My City, but I definitely liked him on, on Keep Rising. Mm-hmm. But that was the, that was it. Like, that's all I had. I don't think Medellin was bad. I don't think losing weight Medellin. three. Medellin. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't Columbia. think. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that one was bad, and I don't think losing weight three were bad. Yeah, I like losing weight. That was one of my favorites. Yeah. But uh, for whatever reason, I, I didn't write those down, so I don't think they really stood out to me. So, yeah, man. Yeah. What are some of the ones you, you like on here? So some of my favorite tracks, uh, Toast to Be the Intro. I definitely mess with that. I like Losing Weight 3. Um, you can give me KOP. Um, and I guess you can give me the last one, Straight from Harlem. You know what? I, Straight from Harlem, that was a very, it, it felt throwbackish, mm-hmm. so to speak. And I, I did like that. But again, it had a very... Felt like something that should have came out in 2004, 2003. Yeah. But it was a good, um, I, th- I think a good toast to like who, that whole crew and what yeah. they used to do. But it's and, just, that, and that's why I liked it. That's why yeah. I liked it. You know, uh, again, for this project, it, and, and, and for me it doesn't, so I didn't keep it in my library. I listened to it when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I judged it very more harshly than what I'm doing now, if, if, if you could take this as a harsh criticism. Um, and I kept it in my library for, for, for a little bit, and then I was just like, I'm not, I'm not gonna replay this. You know, like, I, like, you know, I, I don't really see me playing this in the whip. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really don't see me playing it at a party. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather play Killer Cam off of the first Purple Haze at a party versus this. Um, I, I just, I didn't see when and where I would actually revisit this project. So I was just like, it can't even be in the library. Yeah, I think I only kept initially the first track. Um, and we were talking about what else we were going to review. That's how I was able to see it. Because mm. uh, that was the only one that I liked on my first listen. And I normally like to give albums at least two listens. So mm-hmm. I won't delete it immediately because I have a smart playlist set up to 
um, for me to go back and revisit after a certain mm -hmm. period of time. And at that point, I made my decision. But I'm 100% with you. This doesn't have replay value for me. Um, and I, I'm not going to judge Cameron too harshly. Um, he's going to get he's going to get a, a bit of a pass here, but it could have been better. Do, do, do you think that like when you have such an iconic moment like Purple Haze, that when you do Purple Haze too, it sets a unrealistic expectation, especially fifteen years later. Yep, and and that's that was that was when I was when I was driving listening to it, I was like, you should call it something else, mm -hmm. and, and and it's it's interesting because. Talking this out now with you, I wonder how I would have felt about it then because I wouldn't have had anything to compare it to uh, consciously or subconsciously. Like, mm -hmm. sometimes things just happen and you can't avoid it, but, you know, it's his idea to name it that. And I don't mm -hmm. know if he was trying to re recreate that or not, but it could have used a different album title. And I think people wouldn't have been I, – I, I don't know what people are saying about it, but I did notice yeah. that we didn't get a lot of – request to review it nope. if any yep so uh that tells me something because you know the streets will tell you what was popping and what isn't but um but yeah i think it could have he should have given it another name and i think it i probably would still feel the same but i wouldn't mm. hold it in such like yes yeah it, because you wouldn't compare it to that, and, and even going back to original Purple Haze, there's still tracks on there that I didn't like. But because it was an era, it's because they had That's, that moment yep. in time yep. that it, 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 it elevates Purple Haze. Mm -hmm. And because Cameron and Dipset don't have that moment now, it doesn't elevate this one. Mm -mm. And and subconsciously, I 100% agree. You compare them, mm -hmm. and I know artists don't like when you do that, but especially when you name it. A sequel. Mm -hmm. When you do that, you are literally in the in the listener's mind saying that this is an extension or something completely different, right? So, so let, let let's talk a little bit like Freddie Gibbs, right? Like when he did Bandana versus Pinata, mm -hmm. they don't they they don't have the same title, but because it was the two same people. Right, the artist and producer, you kind of look at it and kind of compare it. So when you do that with this, that that's what the listener is gonna do. And I just, I, I think at this moment in time, he was never ever gonna be able to j just match that level of of how much of an icon that that first album was. It just he wouldn't be able to. So I think that Cameron kind of he almost set himself up. Yep, for, he did. You know. For, for how people felt about this. I think that, and, and it sounds crazy, but just an album title change, I think would have got more buzz. Yep. And I think that he was really trying to get the buzz off of the name, and I think it backfired in this in this instance. Yep, he was trying to sell albums just off purple, off the Purple Haze name. Yep, yep I, I agree 100%. Cool. Well, man, look, that's all we got. Um, again, if you guys like this Audible format, if you guys want more reviews, we can give you more reviews in this format. Blow us up. Let us know. Let us know which albums you would like for us to do. It can I, I, Look, man, if it's 2003, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how old. It doesn't matter how new. Um, we can't get everything on the YouTube channel, but we will try to get you more content via podcast. So make sure you are subscribed to the Dead End Podcast feed, and you will get these album reviews more frequently. Hit us up. Uh -huh.